0: Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,318. Well,
1: let's just try it and see what happens.
0: This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello automotive enthusiast! I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, Stephanie Ray. Hey Stephanie, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. Alright, here we go. Stephanie Ray is an automotive artist who finds inspiration in the memories from her childhood. Her father always had a classic car in the garage that he was restoring, and it was those cars that she chooses as subjects for her art today. A majority of her recent art has been classic cars reimagined in psychedelic colors. That sounds cool. And inspiration Stephanie wanders through junkyards with a camera in hand looking for the next work of art to paint that she can bring to life. Her goal is to provoke thought, document history, and inspire conversation. And her art definitely does that. Her latest series documents the muscle car drive-in era and evokes that nostalgia. So, Stephanie, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you before we get into the questions. Would you take a moment, share a little more about your artistic career and a very obvious passion that you have for cool old automobiles?
1: Oh okay, yeah, um well, when I was growing up, my mother was actually an artist um and she was an art teacher and so in in our house, we were always really encouraged to you know express our creativity. And then I also kind of grew up out in the country, so we didn't have television so much. No cable. Um, Lucky you. <laughs> and I, I know. I know. This was before the internet and everything, too. So um, right. a, a lot of times we spent outdoors playing. And I uh, spent a lot of time in the garage with my dad when he was working on a project car. You know, when you're young, you just want to be involved. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, go get me a wrench or hand me this. And um, he was good at – my dad's really into, like, sort of like classic car trivia. And oh, he right. would point – yeah, you know, like he would point out a model and he would he would be like, okay, so from 66 to 67, do you know what they changed? It would be like, oh, well, the taillights changed or it went from a double headlight or a single headlight to a double headlight or, or just anything like that. And so it's, it's yeah. interesting now with how much I paint. I really pay attention to those details because I have a, a decent size Instagram following as well. And I get called uh-huh. out. If I get something wrong, I get messages.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Car people can sniff out. Falsehoods really, really quick. And they're really, they're really fast to point it out with having done uh, over 1,300 podcasts now. If I just say one little thing wrong about a car, I'll get emails from people. Hey, Mark, (laughs) on email, you know, on uh, podcast number 999, you said that the Chevrolet Corvette was, and I'm like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, I can't know everything about everything. You know, I like your dad. And, you know, what your dad was doing there, obviously, you know that now, was he was engaging, he was uh, bonding with you, but he was also teaching. Uh, by just having some fun, right? With that trivia.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. He still does that now. Like, I think I I painted like the 59 Cadillac with the big tail fins and and he'll see when I post it on social media and he'll send me an email and he's like did you know that was the original Ghostbusters car and I'm like yes uh, dad I <laughs> I did know that you but taught it, me dad
0: he,
1: <laughs> yeah yeah but he he does that every time I paint a car he'll send me like a little email with a bunch of interesting facts about it which some of it already know but it, it makes me look super knowledgeable to um when I'm at car shows or I'm at an art show and people ask me questions because I can just, you know, repeat everything my dad's told me. And they're like, wow, where did you learn this?
0: <laughs> You're really smart. Yeah. Well, you know, and the other thing your dad's doing, because I've got a daughter, is he's staying in touch. And uh you oh, know, yeah. when your kids grow up and leave, you feel like, oh, they're gone now. And I know that's what they're supposed to do, but you always miss all those wonderful years. So he's it's just his way of reaching out and sending a little bit of love every day. So. Oh yeah, that's great! What a nice relationship. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars, yeah, or the brush strokes moving. So, Stephanie, take the wheel.
1: Well, like inspirational, I think um, in terms of my art career, I don't have like a a specific one. Like, I I I do kind of just. Approach stuff like, well, let's just try it and see what happens because I do think I paint cars a little differently than a lot of other artists do. And when I first started, I wasn't super concerned about whether or not people would ever actually buy them. <laughs> I just thought well, it would that's be a fun nice to, paint way to them. start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I and I realized that because I think I've been painting cars for about three years now kind of constantly because it's really what i it's just what i enjoy to paint but anytime i've done a commission or i've done something a little sort of outside of the realm of what i enjoy to do i feel like they just don't come out as well so i feel like if i enjoy painting it hopefully the people that see the art or buy the art will um, enjoy it as well so i feel like if i don't like it they won't like it either
0: well i like that quote let's just try it and see what happens and with art Oh, so important to explore and try new things. And uh, your art is definitely very, very different. I'll remind our listeners to go to Stephanie's show notes page on the Yet yeah! website. I posted a picture there of her working on some art. But, of course, we'll give you links to her website, Instagram, and so forth, so you can follow her and see what we're talking about here visually. Very cool. Well, let's uh have you share a story that instigated that personal passion you have for cars. No doubt this goes back to what you alluded to, where you were in the garage with your dad when he was restoring cars, but is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be indeed a car gal?
1: Um, You know, it, I sort of just lucked into it. And I think it was a discussion I've had with my mom several times because my mom is a, she's a very, very talented artist uh, as well. And she does photorealism and photorealism. It was never, I don't have that level of talent or I just have a different kind of talent. Um, and I've, incredible respect for what she can do. And I just can't, I can't do it. I always liked a little more abstract, a little, uh, kind of looser style of painting. But I used to struggle with what to paint because like as much as I enjoy painting, you kind of have, you have to have that moment of inspiration. And, um, I had just moved. I'd been living with several roommates for several years and I'd gone back to living by myself and I was so excited. Um, and
0: <laughs> yeah, I understand. I remember those days. <laughs>
1: I was like, Oh, freedom It's so nice. Um, mm. uh, but I, I was going out. I was trying to kind of investigating the new area of Atlanta I was living in, and somebody told me about a junkyard in uh, northwest Georgia called Old Car City, USA. It's amazing. And if you come back to Atlanta, you would definitely, definitely have to go visit. The guys have about 4,000 classic cars in the woods. I think the backstory is it used to be the wrecker lot for, like, the tri-county area.
0: I have heard about this place. Yes.
1: Yes, it is incredible. And the guys that run it are really, really nice. They charge you like fifteen, twenty bucks to come in and take pictures, and I think the first first time I went out there, I spent six hours and I took almost <laughs> I took like two thousand pictures with wow. my with my you like fancy worth. camera. <laughs> yeah, and I and I've even gone back out there since then because it's so hard to see everything. And um, I think I started painting at Edsel a couple of years ago, and I needed some reference pics. So I went up there, and they're like, oh, yeah, we've got eight, but you have to look for them because they're, ah. they're not on there together. <laughs> and so it's it's really fun. It's like an Easter egg hunt. And every time I've gone, I've seen something different. But So I took all these amazing pictures, and I came home, and then I was like, I'm going to paint some of these. And I think I was going through the whole moving into a new place and, and kind of taking stock of the things I had. And I had a gallon of house paint. And I was like, I don't even know where this came from or what I'm going to do with it. And so I had started just kind of playing on a canvas, and I sketched out. Uh, it was a 1937 Pontiac that they had like sitting out in the weeds, and I painted it all in black and just kind of, you know, doodling with palette knives and like cheap brushes. And it actually came across really well. And I was like, Oh, this is neat. And then yeah. I was like, I got a thousand more pictures. So I was like,
0: What <laughs> else can I paint? Live inspiration. Now, what was the yeah. name of that place again, so that our listeners can can look this up?
1: It's old car city, USA. It's in white, Georgia.
0: Very cool. Very cool. I'll make sure I put a link to that uh, on the show notes page because uh, yeah, if you're going to be in that area and of course, if you're going to be in Atlanta, you got to go visit the Porsche experience center. My friend Ray Schaefer, a past guest here who works there, but uh, old car city, USA. Very, very cool. We'll uh, make sure I put a link to that. Well, what I want to do now, Stephanie, is talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. Kind of take us to that painful time, but more importantly, what did you learn from that experience and how did you gain even more momentum as you came out of that in your career and your life and your business?
1: Um I think just trying to start out trying to actually pursue art as um a legitimate source of income mm-hmm. um as opposed to it kind of just being a hobby. I think in the beginning I had I had some not well not quick success but like I had a lot of Followers on Instagram and people that were really a lot of people in my life that were really encouraging, like, "Oh, you can sell this, and you should have an art show." Uh, and so I got really excited. I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have an art show." It's a little harder sometimes to get an art show, um, especially in a larger city. And Atlanta's got a large kind of artist population. Probably, well, I mean, that's probably the case in a lot of large cities. But there's a, there's a lot of artists in Atlanta, so it's very competitive. And I would I did some craft shows. And I figured out that I I don't do well at craft shows <laughs> because, <laughs> well part of the learning like, experience right yeah and and what what would happen every time I did a craft show and I would have art prints and paintings I would get all the husbands boyfriends you know fathers that had been drugged to the craft show by their wife or <laughs> yeah. girlfriend yeah and so they would they would come hang out with me and we could talk about cars but there wasn't really selling a lot and then I started I started being a vendor at car shows and that's that's definitely obviously where I needed to be so
0: yeah. I've heard that from many of my artists' guests. And another place to uh, find an incredible number of interest is at SEMA. Uh, SEMA has an art oh, yeah. an art walk where a lot of my, in fact, almost every artist in there has been on CarJap yeah! Podcast. And I've talked to some people that have tried that and had great success with it uh, because, of course, you've got hundreds of thousands of captured car fanatics in, in one oh, yeah. place, which is cool. But yeah, car shows, definitely the place to be. I mean, that's for all the enthusiasts. It's funny you mentioned that craft shows because, uh yeah, back in the day, I remember going to some of those, and you're kind of like, I don't know, why am I here? I don't want to – there's nothing <laughs> here of for me, a bunch of doilies and goofy little handmade things. And uh it isn't until you get into, I think, a little higher upper echelon, like if you think of the Laguna Beach Art Festival and even the Sawdust mm-hmm. Festival there. You know, those are what I call more real artists, and I don't want to diminish anybody's attempt to be an artist or a craftsman or whatever, but uh just the caliber and quality is a little higher. Um right. and you get people who are actual art buyers, uh, who appreciate art, they understand why it costs what it costs. So uh yeah, definitely a challenge. You've picked a it's like racing, you've picked a very challenging career path to make a living, but finding the place to uh Attract the right buyers is key, and now, with the internet uh and Instagram, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, all sorts of opportunities for you right
1: absolutely, yeah, Instagram's really where I get most of uh most of my commissions i have a I have a lot of followers on instagram, and i have met a lot of really great people through there too, so it's it's nice yeah. even if it's not you know a customer situation. I've met guys that have I've started painting an Australian Ford that's a right hand drive sedan. It was a car I'd never heard of, and it was just um, one of my Instagram followers sent me a picture of it, and he was like, you should paint this. And I was like, oh, what is it? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, what is that thing? And the, the, the steering wheel's on the wrong side. You know that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, how do y'all are driving on the wrong side of the road over there? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like that. What is your uh, Instagram? Is it at Stephanie Ray?
1: Oh, no, it's oddly underscore artistic.
0: Oddly underscore artistic. Okay, well, the mm-hmm. underscore. not You don't spell that out.
1: There we are. You don't spell it out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oddly (laughs) underscore. There we go. I found you. Yeah. While we're talking, I'll make sure to put a link to that up on your show notes page. I love it. Well, let's talk about your first really special vehicle. That first car that you had in your life that had some meaning and maybe share a memory you have about that ride.
1: So I think, well, probably the first one that I ever had was probably the most special. um, Only because it was probably, it was easily the ugliest car I've ever owned. It was also the slowest. I remember I had told my dad I really, really wanted to learn how to drive a manual transmission, and so he he had said, "Okay, well I'll find you something," and he was like, "It's probably not going to be like a pretty car," and I was like, "Oh, that's fine. I just I just was so excited to learn. We didn't have anything at the house that was um like my parents both had automatics,
0: mm-hmm. so
1: my dad came home." And I remember when I would go to school, I would pass this house that had this little black car for sale in the front yard. That was the ugliest car I had ever seen. And I remember thinking, I hope my dad doesn't see that one. Doesn't
0: get that one, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, like, two weeks later, yeah, that's the one that I got. Uh, (laughs) What was that
0: little ugly black car?
1: It was a 1986 Nissan Pulsar. And it was two-door. It had a plaid sort of racing stripe graphic down each side. And it had (laughs) pop-up headlights.
0: Oh yeah, I didn't know what car you're talking about. Yeah, not exactly a killer. Yeah,
1: no, it was actually it was very it was it was a unique car. It was fun to drive, and it was easy to learn on. And it had uh, the pop up headlights; only one of them worked, so uh, it was constantly, like, you know, in a state of winking. I think they call that
0: a peddle, <laughs> don't they? If you think back oh. to your kids, your kids' days, peddle. You know, you yeah, yeah. And you see it, and I think you have to get a kiss or something like that when you do that, or maybe a slug. I think that's the slug bug. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's a, that's a, I think my friends used to punch each other. That's what Yeah, that's what okay. I
0: guess, I guess I lived in a <laughs> kinder of friendlier neighborhood than you when you got a kiss for, for noticing that instead of a punch. But that's okay. Yeah, I like yeah. that. So, 86 Nissan Pulsar, but that's the car you learned how to drive a stick shift.
1: Uh, it was, and it's the first car where I learned how to change the oil, and or well, how I learned how to check the oil. Uh, just because, you know, it was an old car. I think my dad paid $300 for it. Um, so, it had some problems. And I, it was the first car where I learned how to do stuff on my own car because I just, I, you know, I had to check the oil, and <laughs> yeah, other things it's, on yeah, it.
0: Yeah, every week, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, every 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 two tanks of gas.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I like your dad. You know, he he did things right. I think that's a great lesson he taught you. Eighty six Nissan Pulsar. I don't know they gave mm-hmm. it that name to make you think it was going faster than it was. <laughs> it, was about, it was not fast. <laughs> no, well, that's probably good for a young person too. How about sellers' remorse? Is there a vehicle you've owned, you've let go that you wish you had back?
1: You know, i I've, I've had a couple like import sports cars, which I sometimes I feel it's funny when people ask me that because I paint mainly classic cars, but I've never yeah. had the joy of owning one. But the first car I bought for myself was a Honda Prelude, and I drove it for eight years. Mm-hmm. Until uh, the timing belt snapped.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that can happen.
1: Yeah, it bent a valve in the engine. I my intention was like to get it replaced eventually, and then it just it never happened. But um, I think finally my brother sold it. Kind of somebody wanted to take on the task of trying to rebuild it. But I was I had moved away. And I was like, I don't think uh, you didn't ask me if I could if you could sell my car. Oh, he just so, sold it out for no, money. <laughs> no, and I mean, uh, in his defense, I probably hadn't done anything with that car in like four years. It, had, it oh, literally okay. sat in the barn at my parents' house, and he was just yeah. trying to clean some things out. And he was like, "Hey, I sold the Prelude," and I was like, oh, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so I would I would really like to have another one because that was that was the first car that I bought for myself, and yeah. it was also it was a blast to drive, and it, it had a lot of problems too. So I learned how to do a lot stuff
0: on it as well. Oh, there you go. It's always good to know how to work on your vehicles. Well, let's talk about what kind of projects you're working on, the kind of art you're doing right now. I mentioned some of them in my intro when we started the show, but uh, what kind of art are you working on right now? What has you excited and fired up about that?
1: Uh, well, right now, my current car is the 1966 Pontiac GTO. Really, I'm really excited to paint it because it was one that I wanted to paint anyway. And then somebody... Somebody commissioned it for an anniversary gift.
0: Okay. And, yeah, we don't uh, want to spoil any, yeah. any surprises <laughs> yeah. for anybody here. Right.
1: But she sent me a list of cars that her husband really liked. And uh, the, the the GTO was on it. And I was like, that's awesome because I've been wanting to paint one. And then I kind of, I have like a rolling list of cars. And sometimes people will send me like screenshots or pictures or whatever. Something I haven't heard of or a suggestion. And so I just kind of, as I have time, I'm working through the list um, and then Sometimes I'll come across one and I just get kind of inspired um, with what I can do with it.
0: Yeah, no, it's fantastic. I know uh, one of the pictures you sent me, you're working on an old Porsche 356. The front of the car, it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old Porsches.
1: Yeah, that's one of the few. I've actually gotten to drive one of those because I had never driven one. Yeah, well, one of my, um, actually, one of my Instagram followers I met, he's got a 356. Um, and he let me drive it, and I was scared the whole time.
0: (laughs) I didn't want to tear it up. (laughs) Well, they're a little anemic, but they become very valuable, of course, so you don't want to mess it up. But, uh, you know, they're pretty slow-low cars, but you kind of have to think about that when you get in them. Uh, One of my episodes of my Cars You TV show, we went to John Wilhoyt's shop in Long Beach, California, and he's very well known on the West Coast, well, all over the world, for restoring and building old Porsche 356s. And uh, his cars are beautiful. He took me for a ride in one that, I would love to have just sold it to some guy in Sweden. So it's over uh, across the pond, as they say now, but uh, really wonderful. And uh, as we record this show here, I'm about to head down to do a show with Rod Emery, who builds Outlaw 356s. That's hot rotted Porsche 356s. So if you don't like the stock slower version, get into one of Rod Emery's Outlaw 356s, and you'll (laughs) go pretty darn fast. So, Next time we get you in one of those cars, we're going to have to get you into Rod Emery's cars and uh, see how you do. I think that'd be cool. Nice, nice stuff. Yeah, really nice. I love those. Well, it sounds like you're having fun and doing some wonderful commissions. And um, I'm going to ask this later, but what's a good way for people to follow you? I know we talked about your Instagram. Do you have a website as well? Um, I have an
1: Etsy store. Uh, and it's I think it's oddlyartistic.etsy.com. But the majority of all of my communication is just through Instagram because I, I'm on it daily. Yeah, I I haven't built a website
0: yet. You're too busy creating art, so that's good for you. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. What's the worst thing for your car's interior? No, it's not that milkshake the kids spilled in the back seat. It's the sun. Harmful UV rays cook your automobile's interior hour after hour when it's parked outside, even on a cloudy day. What's the solution? Covercraft sunscreens. They protect your dash, seats, and interior finishes from those damaging UV rays while keeping the interior temperature tolerable, even on the hottest summer days. No more painfully sizzling seats and steering wheels for you. They unfold quickly and easily install, stay where you put them, and are custom patterned for an exact fit. The foam core acts as a cooling insulator, and you can get yours in different colors and finishes and they even fold up easily and store under your seat or on the floor i've used covercraft sunscreens for years and they are a fast and easy solution that protect my beloved cars when they're not in the garage learn more and order yours at covercraft.com want to protect your entire vehicle get a car cover from covercraft they have those too that's covercraft.com and tell them mark sent you at CarsYeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the CarGat yeah! TV show, it's a weekly visit to some of my past CarGat yeah! podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, CarGat yeah! TV is making its mark. CarGat yeah! TV is available on MAV TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find MAV TV on Direct TV, Fubo TV, FiOS by Verizon, or you can stream it through. Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Stephanie, we are back and I have a bit of an introspective question for you. We talked about this question in our pre show chat. So I'm really curious what you come up with here. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car parked in your folks' barn or your garage or wherever you want to be parked, not what you want to be, but how you perceive yourself as a vehicle, what would Stephanie be and why?
1: Um, well, I think I would probably be <laughs> probably something along the lines of like a VW bus. A bus? And it would, VW bus? It, okay. A VW that? Bus, because, well, I feel like it fits in with sort of my aesthetic, um, kind of the, the way I approach art, but it would probably be stacked to the roof with paint cans. Yeah. So, and then I, I like to think that the out paint, the outside paint job would be similar to Janis Joplin's Porsche. That um, Yes.
0: Yes. The 356. Yep.
1: Yes. Yeah, so and then somebody did the full body paint. Job, I feel like that's what I would look like on the outside, since I, I, I enjoy it. color so much in my art.
0: You know, I love this. And uh, a good friend of mine, past Carsia yeah guest, and he was a Karja yeah TV guest, Joey Giordano, who has a place in uh, South of Sacramento called Straight Up Dubs, where he has a shop where people come in and bring their cars in, and he restores old Volkswagens, buses, bugs, gears. But he also, if you want, you can be there, and he can teach you and kind of show you along the way in his shop. So I c- should connect you with Joey. He'll find you a cool bus. You could go down there to his shop. He can walk you through since you know how to work on cars. You could restore this thing. And while you're there, you could hand paint it in your artistic style. I like that a lot. Very nice answer. Well, Stephanie, up next is the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of that old bus throttle because we know how slow old buses are. You've got to really keep blipping the throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received?
1: You can go slow in a fast car, but you can't go fast in a slow car.
0: Ah, that's true. Very true. And sometimes (laughs) when you're starting out, it's better to go fast in a slow car. It's a lot safer. (laughs) And I think those who have done it know what I'm talking about. You're not really going that fast. It just feels like it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes?
1: I try to do stuff that I enjoy. I think mm-hmm. I think it shows in my artwork when I'm enjoying creating whatever I'm working yeah. on, um, as opposed to trying to create what I think people would like.
0: Yeah, very, very, very important, especially as an artist. Now, how about a resource? Is there one that you would like to share with our listeners?
1: Oh, uh, I'll go with Etsy. a good place because it's a good place to find um, artists, even if you don't have like a local artist that you really enjoy. Uh, there's lots of independent artists that are on Etsy that are trying to just make a living selling what they love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a meal or a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be?
1: Oh, I don't know. There would be so many.
0: It's a it's a tough choice. And I'll add, I'll add something to this one for you since you're an artist. Automotive industry or the artist industry. So if you could sit down and talk to a, a well-known artist. I mean, I
1: really enjoy Andy Warhol's work because I love his use of color. And he a, um i is really the guy that painted Janis Joplin's 356. I'd like to see what, what was going through his mind when he was painting it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think some psychedelic drugs were going through his mind. But
1: uh, <laughs> Well, this was yeah. with Andy Warhol. I don't know how uh, co- <laughs> how cohesive yeah. the conversation would be.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but it would certainly be interesting. So uh, maybe we get both of those guys together and you could just yeah. sit back and listen to them banter. How, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy?
1: automotive book read christine
0: <laughs> oh a scary one stephen king <laughs> a king's. scary
1: one but it's such an interesting book the way that the car has such a personality because i feel like cars really do have personalities i don't i don't think i've known any that i felt like were evil i've had some that i felt like were really out to get my bank account
0: oh uh, yeah there's plenty of them that will do that very very nice <laughs> so, okay well stephen king's christine all right yeah that's an interesting one that was a crazy book. Of course, uh, somebody the other day told me he's written like almost a 100 books. I mean, just incredible oh, amount of books that he's pumped out. Yeah. I'll uh, remind you, listeners, you can find all these resources on Stephanie Ray's show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. Just type Stephanie Ray into the search bar and all these things will pop right up. All right, Stephanie, we're up to the last question. It can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the planet. But there's some rules to this game that make it a bit of a challenge. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed, so you can't leave it parked in your folks' barn to collect dust and chickens to live in. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of art supplies or other toys. And it's the only collector car you can have, so you need to choose very wisely
1: the only one i could have i think well part of me is like oh you should get like a chevelle or a, a heavy cuda or something you know big and loud i really like the like mid-50s classic station wagons oh. it's big fans. Yep. yeah like the nomad i really like the nomads my dad rebuilt like a 1956 i think it was like a beauville wagon It was baby blue and white. Uh, And I remember I was so bummed when he he, uh, got rid of that one. He sold it off to somebody else to kind of finish the project. But It was just such an interesting car. It had so much chrome and so much personality. I wouldn't necessarily want the most valuable one, but I would definitely want one with a lot of personality.
0: You know, there's some incredible, incredible wagons from that era and cars that have long vanished. They didn't make a lot of them. And I was at a car show in the Pacific Northwest here where I live, And they had a whole row of them lined up. And I saw wagons I've never seen before that were just incredible. I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Most of them from the 50s and Uh very intriguing cars with interesting rear ends and taillights and tail wagons and lined with wood and all sorts of very cool things. So I think together we could come up with something pretty cool for an artist like you. So uh, yeah, I'll get to work and see what I can find for you. Drive it back there to Atlanta. That would be fun. Very nice. Well, Stephanie, you've taken me on a great ride today. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that beautiful old 50s classic wagon?
1: Just do what makes you happy. I think that's the best advice I could give.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what's the best way, again, for our listeners to follow along with you and what you're doing?
1: Oh, Instagram. Oddly Artistic yep.
0: on Instagram. Oddly Artistic. Far from odd, but oddly artistic <laughs> is Stephanie Ray. <laughs> and again, you can find a link to that. I encourage you to be a follower. I do follow her, and I think you really enjoy some of the posts and the art that she creates. And if you want to commission a spectacular, unique piece of work for somebody, I think Stephanie's the person to call. Thank you, Stephanie, for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again. I'll see you down the road.
1: Great. Thank you so much.
0: There you go. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to carsya.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up!